apparently we have a few nicknames here on the Nexus. Yes, so, we do. Yeah, so um, let's see. We have Studio Guy, uh, which is what's his face, uh, Ryan. Uh, we have Squirrel, uh, lovingly called Squirrel Fondler. Uh, we got Buckface Music Ian. I guess we just needed to distinguish between the two. <laughs> because Buckface is also Ian. Then we have Bayleaf and Tom Chris. Hello. So, let's see. And then, oh, apparently shows have nicknames too, don't you know? Yep. We have the Gadget Show, which is the Nexus something something. The, the premiere, in- the premiere weekly show. <laughs> <laughs> the Innuendo Show. Bring yep. a pair of head plugs. <laughs> <laughs> the joke. The universe. <laughs> the universe. <laughs> and then we have the food show. The food show. Which one is that? I think it might be this show. This show? Oh, crap! Control Structure Episode 28, T-Rex on a Soccer Field, for May 28th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson, and now with Backwards Comparability. So, uh, big week? Very big week. I still have yet to go to work. Yeah, so how's your uh, vacation going? Going very well. I have visited all about all the museums, played about 12 games, completed about two of them, and gained about five to eight pounds. Oh, well, that's nice. Yep. So, let's see, I had a rather lovely weekend. I uh, pretty much did nothing aside from walk around the park twice and do a whole bunch of sit-ups and stuff. And, um, let's see. With, with, with the walking around the parks, were you stalking a pretty girl? No. And what's the point? I was enjoying the fresh air and other toxic elements of the environment. Okay, well, as long as you know they're toxic, then I guess that's fine. Hey, you know that being on Earth causes cancer? I do know that. Good. So, uh, let's see. Yep, that was uh, rather interesting there. So, and then I also played a lot of Sins of a Solar Empire and got a lot of achievements. Mm Hmm, cool. Rebellion? Yep. Very cool. So, like, apparently there's this new DLC going to be coming out, but I'm probably going to wait until it goes on sale. Cool. So. Very cool. What? Oh. Hmm. Very nice. So, yep. Uh, 
Anyways, so I guess uh, this is the food show, so I guess we're supposed to talk about programming stuff. And food. Hey, what'd I tell you about eating? I'm sorry, I've only had my first dinner and I'm working on my second dinner. Well, yeah, you do need to pack on the pounds. Yeah. I mean, they'll be having a weight loss competition at work soon enough, so <laughs> I need to get it up there. <laughs> Epic. So, yep. hey, so, uh, have you, have you heard about Kira Wilmot? Wilmot? Wilmot. Yeah. Um, a little bit. Uh, I heard that she uh, almost blew up her science class. Yep. And she got expelled because of it. But guess what? She is going to space camp. So, oh, how nice. So... Uh, turns out that, uh, like someone at NASA, uh, a former lead astronaut training manager for Space Lab, and later for the International Space Station, um, apparently he had a little brush with the, with law enforcement for allegedly starting a forest fire. But, um, uh, a few things got worked out, and it suddenly came to light, and everyone realized that he did not start this. So he's uh, paying it forward, and uh, you know, even though this girl's been expelled, both her and her twin sister will be going to space camp. Hmm. So is she going back to school eventually? Hopefully. Because I think they said they dropped the criminal charges last week. We did report on that. Yeah. So, well, at least that uh, mm. turns out for the better. So, in conclusion, blow up your high school, go to space. Do uh, not do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this whole thing was entirely by accident, and there was a lot of misunderstandings. And trust me, I'm sort of the master of misunderstandings. You don't want to be on the uh, bad end of them. Uh-huh. But speaking of high schools, do you know what high schools do not know how to do nowadays? Um, they don't know how to program. Among that... They don't know how to read? Well, I don't know. Does LOL and IDK count as reading? Uh... Maybe. Probably. All right, then, then no, they do not. But they also do not know how to send snail mail. Oh, you mean like the envelope things that you have to put these stickers on? Yes, that is correct. Apparently, they don't like Pokemon stickers either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since like stamps nowadays are essentially, you know, stickers that you have to pay a lot of money for. But, uh, uh -huh. but um, yeah, apparently high school students don't know how to interface with the postal system. Nice interface. Well, I mean, that is, that is essentially what it is. You know, there there is a protocol, and there are addresses, and, you know, there is a certain message format you have to comply with. <laughs> so, and there's... Uh, packet sizes you need to be aware of. So Different packages have different costs. Yep. Mm. So, 
um, this guy, uh, he noticed that, uh, you know, his son is going to graduate and, you know, apparently he said that it was a nice idea to send out like the invitations for his graduation party. So, <laughs> hold you know, on. I, when, when, when my parents said that I needed, screwed up the camera again. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, my parents gave me some high school graduation cards to send out. Two years after I graduated from college, I sent them all, finished doing it, and sent them all out. <laughs> so, so it was about 2010 was when I sent out my graduation from 07. Troll. <laughs> Talk about procrastination. <laughs> so, um... Continue. So, yeah, he wants, you know, his son to send out his uh, high school graduation party invites. So, he gets to actually addressing the letters, and he's doing it improperly. So, you know, he teaches them how to do this, and he's like, wait, you know, he's graduating from high school, and he doesn't know how to do this? So, like, apparently the USPS.com doesn't have a place where it says, this is how you address a letter. So, you know, who knew? So he's like, okay, well, Google it, how to address a letter. And it comes up with a webpage from an elementary school. Hmm. Well, I would say this is completely sad, but then who uses snail mail besides the... uh Spammers. Well, I mean, it is very important for uh, business correspondence. So, why you, know. you can just send an email, or better yet, just tell the people at UPS where you want to send it. They'll print everything out for you. Well, yeah, but there's still a pride in you know actually having like your handwriting on it. You know, really? Yeah. Um. Let's see. Hmm. I yeah. guess I have never seen that pride before. It's, it's it's not a daily thing, and it's not even a weekly thing. It might actually be a bi-monthly thing that I actually send out, you know, an envelope somewhere. So, I mean, I still have stamps from, like, several years ago. I have also have stamps from several years ago. But they are steadily dwindling. Oh, I got those forever stamps, so... Yep. They're awesome. Yeah. For this week's installment of LOL Microsoft.
Did you watch the uh, Xbox One reveal? Nope. Okay, well, in it, uh, the guy was on stage saying Xbox this, Xbox that, and um, apparently, if, like, there was a lot of people at home watching the Xbox One reveal on their Xbox 360s, and some of them had uh, Connect on there, and that is, like, the first edition of, like, their voice and uh, motion control interface. Um, uh huh. So, the Connect was actually listening in on the live stream. So, whenever the guy said Xbox something, it would actually pause the live stream and kick a few people out of it. Huh. Why was the Xbox... What does the Xbox command do? Well, it the Connect will listen in. It's like, hey, he said my name. What should I do? <laughs> so that, like, paused everything. And, you know, like, it actually, like, listened in. It's like, hey, he wants me to do this thing. So it would kick out the live stream and do whatever. <laughs> so... Yeah, a lot of chaos. So, basically, they need to start testing their speeches beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Although, this is like an epic troll. Like, pure and simple. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox purchase game. Xbox off. Or Xbox shut down for next 72 hours. <laughs> Xbox show porn. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, that would be embarrassing. Yes, it would. O-M-G-W-T-F-B-B-Q. Will the next IE support WGL? WebGL. Um... I, I, I did much better than I normally have ever done, so. And I, and I congratulate you, sir. <laughs> um, so, uh, Microsoft released a Vine video that's like really short, like maybe seven seconds or something. And, uh, like apparently it's just like two puppets, you know, like one's, you know, IE10 and the other's old IE. And there's a voice like HTML5. What's next? WebGL. Huh. Interesting. And uh, this runs contrary to Microsoft's previous statements. Uh, I think maybe two years ago or so that they w- uh, said that they would not be supporting WebGL because it's a huge uh, security hole. That in that you're essentially exposing your hardware to the web. So, you know, WebGL is essentially, you know, like 3D graphics on the web. And, you know, if that's wired through, you know, your graphics drivers and down to your video card, you know, someone could theoretically exploit holes in your driver. Hmm. So. I, I, I do see why it would be a security concern. And especially as the vendor of the number one uh, most prevalent and most exploited browser, I can see their point. Yep. So, yeah, especially in light of all these, you know, Flash and uh, Java exploits. 
So, hey, did you hear about Opera? I did hear about Opera. They got, they went to Broadway recently, right? Hmm, I don't think so. Different okay. Opera? Yep, the browser. Uh, the one ah, that, the, the one, browser, the one school likes. Yes, and I think it might actually support WebGL. Hmm. Uh, but uh, if you recall uh, a while ago that uh, Google had forked the WebKit browser or the WebKit engine and called their fork Blink. And uh, see, and that was about a week after uh, Opera said that they would be moving to WebKit and subsequently moving to Blink. So they have finally released a beta powered by that. And they're so excited that they skipped the version number from 12.15 to version 15. Interesting. Any reason why they skipped so many numbers? Um, because apparently they want the highest number of their browsers uh, to be, like, the most latest. And apparently their mobile browsers occupy, like, the 13 and 14 versions. Okay. So... So yeah, the recently released Opera for Android has been given the number 14, while the newest Opera for Desktop has been named 15, as it is based on a more recent engine version. Well, that's an interesting number system. I'm so glad Apple did not do that. <laughs> well, I I recall uh, Winamp, they uh, skipped the version 4 and went straight to 5. Hmm. Well, the Roman numeral is so much nicer for number five than four. Yeah, but the Roman numeral for like 1998 is so ugly. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, I'm. I wonder why no one just went M I I M, and like not all that other crap. Well, they probably don't know how to use Roman numerals correctly. <laughs> Maybe. So. You hear about Tweeter? Twitter? Yeah. No. Hmm. Well, you might uh, want to read up on that. Um, so, apparently, there have been high-profile attacks recently in that, you know, like, major news organizations' Twitter accounts have been hacked by, like, Syria or something. Um, but now Twitter has two-factor... Been hacked been hacked by Syria? Yeah. And uh, not the Apple version. Okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, apparently Twitter has two-factor authentication. So there is no reason why you should have your Twitter accounts hacked by Syria. Hmm. Very interesting. So... You know, if you got a Twitter account, uh, go ahead and enable this. Um, I have two-factor authentication enabled on my Google and my Windows Live accounts. You can also have it for Steam, Facebook, Google+. Yep. That's Google. I'm sorry, my bad. Yes, and I also have it enabled for Steam as well. So, yep. Mm. So they say social networking is a lot like fast food. Yes, I came across this, and um, 
you know, it's a sort of interesting read um, in that, you know, visiting Facebook is a lot like visiting McDonald's. You go in, order your sandwich, it's rather cheap, and it's fast. And there's no cooking done there in the in the particular McDonald's you're at. You don't see anything. It's not made the same way that you would have at home. It certainly looks nutritious and tastes good, but you're not getting a lot out of it. Um, um, which McDonald's are they talking about? Pretty that much. It looks okay. <laughs> That's highly subjective. I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> Also, you probably don't eat it there. You tend to take it home or back to work and eat it alone. So you came in for something quick, cheap, and tasty. You get those things, but you don't feel good about it. You know, contrast that with a local restaurant that you like. It was cooked there, cooked for you. Uh, you might even have conversations with a chef. Um, so yeah, Facebook is like McDonald's. And tweets are like the chicken nuggets of social networking. Mm. So, a, the conclusion is, technology can do so much more for our lives than it is right now. What's the restaurant equivalent of Facebook, and why haven't we built it? Mm. So, yeah, you know, currently, you know, social media is all about creating artifacts like photos and status updates and, you know, putting them out there. But he's arguing that it's time to move a little bit beyond that. To what? Hell if I know. Exactly. Once you figure that out, then let me know. We could start a big business. Yep. Because right now we have a continuously, almost a continuous daily diary of everybody who has almost ever lived on the earth that has internet access. Except for a few people who uh, don't have those. Almost any, everybody. <laughs> Keyword, almost. Primarily the people who are not important. <laughs> so, um... I wonder if Albert Einstein has a Facebook. <laughs> well, I hear that Garris Vakarian has a LinkedIn. <laughs> so x.org security advisory protocol handling issues in x windows system client libraries so i'm guessing that you have no idea what x.org is oh i know what x.org is x.org is x.org mm. it's my, my my guess is if i typed it into the internet it probably would open up a porn page but <laughs> that's just my guess um, x.org is like the, it's, is the underlying, uh, window manager for Linux and Unix systems. Mm. No, it did not open up, uh... So, um, it was, like, initially conceived back in the 80s and stuff, and is in need of a serious overhaul. And, like, there's been progressions on that front, but it's still kind of hard to, you know, feasibly pull away practically, and uh, now this guy uh, went in and tried to, you know, pound on it, and found that there's a whole bunch of security vulnerabilities in it. Hmm. Interesting. So it wasn't all that hyped up as it was led to believe. 
Well, I'm not exactly sure how it was hyped up on a security front. But, um, yeah. Unfortunately, there's not really much that anyone can do with this aside from, you know, don't run in a graphical environment on your Linux. Hmm, interesting. So, Man, so many acronyms nowadays. Yep. E- EFF is taking action against the ALEA expansion. So, Korea uh, is taking action against China expansion. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Electronic Frontier Foundation is uh, doing, you know, is you know, campaigning against expansion of the Communications Assistance for Law Enforcement Act, or CALA. So, uh, this CALA law essentially mandates uh, wiretaps on all telecom equipment, and they're so looking... So, basically, they want to turn us into China. Uh, it sounds like it. For 1985, I believe the book is called. 1984. Close. <laughs> yep. Anyways, that was like, you know, prehistory to me. So, mm. anyways, uh, the EFF is, uh, you know, campaigning uh, President Obama and Congress to not expand this uh, to the internet. So, uh, you know, they're urging. Uh, EFF supporters to tell the administration now to stop this proposal provisionally called Kayla 2. So, you know, they, this would expand it to the internet. And I think I'm, we might have mentioned this uh, last week, but this is, you know, pretty important to the security of the internet. So go ahead and click that link there and uh, speak up. Sounds good. So I could definitely see a lot of issues with this, especially with porn sites. So, because if this logs everything, then well, we could get an accurate count of who's doing what at work. But then again, that pretty much happens anyway. Yeah. So, and while you're at the EFF, install HTTPS everywhere. It's an extension for Firefox and now Chrome. That's uh. You know, it keeps a list of all the websites that have an HTTPS uh, ability. That is pretty much the same. What are you doing? Nothing. Okay, let's keep it that way. Um, so HTTPS Everywhere keeps a list of websites that have you know HTTPS capability, and whenever you're on one of those websites, it uh, automatically flips you over, so your uh, all the communication is encrypted. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but occasionally you'll come across a website that has a bad certificate because they don't really maintain their secure servers or certificates or something, and it's pretty easy to for you to go in there and uh, disable that just for that site. Hmm. So. Open plan offices are considered harmful. Uh, they make employees less productive, less happy, and less healthy. Take that, cubicles. So, uh, does your office have an open plan? Uh, 
define what you are. Uh, okay. If like what like what they have in the picture, no. Do we you have we, cubicles? We have cubicles. Yes. Okay, that's an open plan. Okay. So. But but what they're currently moving towards is okay. Let's just get rid of everything. Work from home. Dial into a. Dial into a bridge. Yes. We don't want to pay for the office space. <laughs> yep, that's a pretty good idea, uh, for the most part. So for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, you do have to meet together. So. Well, that, well, that's what you got webcams for, which is another thing they're trying to get. Part part, part of the company has it, and other parts do not. <laughs> As is the case with a sporadic upgrade. Correct. And you are talking about that they get more likely to get sick, right? Mm Mm-hmm. This always happens at my office. One person will get sick the next day, two people, the next day, four or six, the next day, half the office, Mm -hmm. the next day, the first sick person comes back to work healthy and some more people leave. It's just a constant cascade effect. And they're wondering why are ever why is everyone leaving? <laughs> so my my manager and several other managers have said if you are sick or feeling sick, stay home. So and do may- not come to work, and maybe not even work from home. No, they work from home hmm. so, because of some other complications. See, then there's the other thing in that. You know, office spaces are usually dusty. There's there's pretty much always like a coating of dust, especially at my last place. As compared to home? Well, as compared to pretty much anywhere else. I mean, mm. uh, like about, I'd say three quarters of that place was empty. And, you know, like these cubicles had not been occupied for several years. And there was just ah. there was just dust everywhere, and apparently the cleaning people never came through with a vacuum. So, although occasionally I did notice that the crumbs beneath my chair disappeared. Did you ever notice the hole in the wall? What hole in the wall? For a rat. No. All right then. So, I never saw any kind of rodent inside offices. Although I did see a caterpillar once, or what I thought was a caterpillar, turned out was a centipede. Nice. It was a really freaky one too. Which, hey, I don't, I don't really mind creepy crawly things so long as they do not have six legs. <laughs> so, and and they're definitely not poisonous. So. Oh, come on. That's half the fun. <laughs> so, yeah, like, uh, it was, I think it was about two weeks ago that uh, I have my vacuum cleaner still sitting uh, outside here, outside the closet. And uh, I noticed that one time there was a spider dangling from the handle. And I'm wondering, I was like, okay, is it dead there? 
and I must have br- I must have breathed on a little bit, and suddenly it starts moving around. It's like, nope, carry on, <laughs> carry on, sir. <laughs> so, well, did you hear Google killing off another thing? Oh, how surprising! Yep. Can you guess what four-letter acronym this time? Hmm. S-O-A-P? No, that's due to next week. Um, S-M-T-P? S-M-T-P. No, that's due to next year. Um, H-T-M-L? No, that's due, that's due yesterday. (laughs) 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 Nope. XMPP. Hmm. Oh. Extreme mana points population. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what XMPP stands for right off the top of my head, but apparently it's um, some kind of chat protocol. Um, it's extreme messaging point protocol. Hmm. Extensible message. Oh, something like that. Um, I guess. People normally call it Jabber. So, Jabber. <laughs> so, Ralph Meyer um, is some dude that works on XMPP. And uh, apparently Google dropped support for XMPP uh, Chat Federation uh, in favor of Google Hangouts. And, like, there's a few reasons given for this. And... You know, something like, uh, mobile battery life and, uh, you know, audio and video integration and stuff that Google claims is not very well defined. Uh, when Ralph points out that, in fact, there's like extensions to the standard that support these things. So, yeah, good going there, Google. And you muted yourself. I did that on purpose. I figured. This way Ian doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> so, uh... So, you need, you need some help choosing your colors? Sure. Here's an easy chooser color. So, uh, never mind the, uh, extraneous use in this website. Um... But ColorCo, um, this website here is an easy picker that, uh, you know, allows you to pretty much, uh, move your mouse around the screen and the colors will change. You know, I'm pretty sure I could program something like this. Me too. You know, your face is just changing colors. (laughs) I know, and it's amazing. (laughs) Yep. Oh yeah, did did I ever tell you that I did finish the um by uh, Morse code converter? You did. I did finish it. Yep. So this uh, color chooser here can uh, you know pick out complementary colors. It can choose out was it analogic colors and a whole bunch of others uh, schemes. So, um, I sort of did this, uh, did another color chooser, uh, for the colors on my blog. 
Very interesting. It's kind of hard to navigate a little bit, but... Yep. So, let's see, I think I went to Color Lovers and did their, uh, did their tool there for mine. Mm. So... Yeah, I just do it the old program fashion way. Pick two random colors. <laughs> move on. So, um, here's a few tips about HTML5. A few features that you really need to know, and they're pretty cool. Uh, such as, uh, like prefetching. Uh, you can apparently, uh, tell the browser to prefetch DNS addresses and also links. So you can use this to uh, speed up your page loads and the overall user experience to be smoother. Um, apparently, you can also pre-render things as well. Hmm. So, like, this tells the browser to go out, download, and actually render the page in a background. So Interesting. See, and this, uh, I believe I discussed this uh, with uh, Buckface when he was on. Uh, there's a download attribute... Uh, on links as well, that you can specify the file name that it's supposed to be saved as. So you know that that sounds like a security flaw. Well, not really security flaw, but download virus A. What? Well, it it would actually I, have it would actually have to require the user to actually click on the link in order for it to download. Yes, but you can hide within there of... Never mind, they already do that. Yeah, social engineering. Yep. So, um, you can also apply regex to uh, text boxes uh, without any kind of JavaScript. And uh, you can apparently also put in suggestions uh, for text boxes as well. So... And uh, Adrian over at SoundSlice points out that uh, apparently he'll be using the uh, prefetch feature um, on SoundSlice and the registration. Apparently there's a few pages involved with that. So, you know, in some process where, you know, the user is definitely going to be going to this other page... um, that the prefetch, uh, or the rather the pre-render, uh, can actually be rather useful. Yeah, that's if you can guarantee that they're going to that page. And sometimes you can actually do that if they're going through like a predefined process. True. So, um, you know, uh, mm. for instance, the registration, although I have to wonder why in the world do you have multiple pages in your registration for. Correct. Or so I, I can actually see that useful for, like, teachers or something. Yep. And uh, or, or, like, a central process for, like, teachers, students. It starts at a central location. Let's see, then uh, also when you're going through a checkout process on, say, Amazon or Newegg, uh, that that would be a great uh, choice to pre-render, hmm. which I might right. actually, I might actually suggest this, since apparently I am the in the e-commerce world now. So you are, 
Yeah, that's what my company does. Oh, your comp. Oh, yeah. I thought you said uh, like. Well, what I heard was the AndrewBailey.com now has T-shirts for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I heard when you said that. So, hey, you know SQL a little bit, don't you? I do know SQL quite a bit. So, uh, Jitbit uh, apparently has posted their interview questions uh, for database guys. So, you know, some people might say that this is too basic, but that's not the point. The point is to separate the guys who know databases from the guys who just say they know databases. Correct. So, you know, you you mentioned that you've uh, done quite a few interviews yourself. Yes, I have. Given them. Um, about how many completely fail? How many what? How many uh, candidates completely fail and don't know anything about the job? Well, I wouldn't say they completely fail, but most of them, more or less can tell you what they're trying to do. They have no clue on how to program it. Okay. Yeah, but they still get hired anyways. Lists of employee names who have a bigger salary than their boss. Simple enough. Yep. List employees have the biggest salary in their department. List departments that have less than three people in it. You know... These questions I would almost say are from our DBA class lesson two or three. Mm-hmm. So these are, I would say, legitimate questions. Yep. And, you know, sort of to it just this all departments along with the number of people they they're tricky. People often do an interviewing leaving out empty departments. If you're trying to list all departments with possible People always do an outer. Because yeah. you cannot guarantee a one-to-one, unless if you can guarantee a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. But as it currently shows, it's, it's a, it's a, many. looks like to be a one-to-many relationship. Yeah. One employee to, well, one department to many employees. Which could be zero. Correct. So. Not uh, guaranteed. Right. The employees that don't have a boss in the same department, those are the ones that need a new boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the departments along with the total salary there. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever wondered how biological CPUs work? Absolutely not. They didn't even know such things existed except for in sci-fi. Well, apparently they exist, and there's over 7 billion of them currently in operation. 7 billion? Yep. They're called brains. You mean our brains? Yep. So, uh, somewhat upon an article here that, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's sort of, you know, a lot, you know, sort of the same about how an actual computer works, but it can change and what you do is you actually practice something you start doing something over and over and over again 
and your brain actually realizes, hey, it might you know be a little useful here if I start optimizing for this. So, um, you know what happens is uh, like your your neurons have this long cable that is essentially like their output port, if you will, and uh, like they actually grow something called what should we call it uh, myelin on them. So like this myelination happens, and that's what you know makes you better at stuff. Mm, interesting. So and it has a rather uh, hilarious uh, screenshot of Call of Duty uh, just doing some myelination. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, and make sure you practice things correctly, because, you know, this is the reason why bad habits are hard to break. Uh, that, that was a quote my dad had on his desk from a demotivational. Cons- consistency is only a virtue if you're not a screw-up. Mm-hmm. So, everyone is unique. Not exactly useful. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that one. Mm-hmm. So. I'm going to go put that on my Facebook. <laughs> so, you heard about WordPress? Everyone is unique. But not. Not, not, not. Everyone is unique, not always useful. So, you heard about WordPress? I did hear about WordPress. So last time we talked about it, they had a major security flaw or something. Yeah, probably. And uh, apparently Studio Guy sort of hates WordPress. Um, But it turned 10 years old yesterday. So, and, uh, you know, it's a very, uh, you know, active and strong platform. Uh, and has outlasted, you know, some of their competition back in the day. So, yep. Maybe maybe they can actually get around to finally fixing some of the stuff. <laughs> Could be. So, um, do you know where Singapore is? Singapore? Yeah. I do not. Hmm. Well, I haven't been there, uh, but I hear it's in Asia and pretty close to the equator, and it's like an island that's like a city, and it's also a country. But apparently, um, come June 1st, uh, if you're an internet company that posts news about Singapore, you'll have to get a license. So this is a rather bad development. Um, how how are they going to enforce this? Um, apparently, they're going to uh, go after people who publish a lot of uh, news about Singapore. Hmm. Are we going to be affected? Do we need a license? Probably not. I mean, I'm pretty sure that... Probably not. Yeah. I mean, of course, they might, you know, get a little angry and, you know, like, send threats and send uh, nasty grams to us. Um, 
Guess we'll have to post them when they come in. Pretty much. And I'm pretty sure that U.S. Uh, extradition law uh, pretty much wouldn't exactly, uh, you know, act on that. So, Correct. You know, you know, like, even even bad judges over here will be like, okay, so Singapore got mad because you wrote a, you know, a truthful but sort of nasty, you know, news post about them. So what? <laughs> and that'll probably be the end of it. Just don't plan on going to Singapore. <laughs> Who would want to go to Singapore after what they did? Pretty much. So, although this uh, Reuters article has a rather cool uh, picture of a T-Rex coming out onto a soccer field. Hold on, what? Oh. I just lost it. Yeah. Uh, a T-Rex coming out onto a soccer field. Yeah. Oh. So, so that's what that is. <laughs> so you noticed that too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah, it's awesome. Kind of poorly. Can't tell if it's real or if it's been photoshopped. Looks real. Yeah, it's a, di- a dinosaur costume. It's... And it's supposed to be the referee? Mm, I'm not sure. It has something orange on its back. Yeah, you are yellow, but... I think that's the referee mark. But it's sort of... That would just be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, this costume is sort of weird because it looks like it's fuzzy. And I'm pretty sure dinosaurs were not fuzzy. I would say that would be the truth also. They were not fuzzy. (laughs) Maybe maybe they were like penguins. (laughs) Oh. Oh, well. We'll never know if they were fuzzy or not. So, uh, here's a uh, rather bad tale of Omen. Um, does your company give away anything for free? Like, does it... My... An intern company I worked for gave away free soda and free popcorn. Yeah, my, uh, th- my internship also did that. And what was, what was pretty cool... In that, if you wanted a certain kind of pop that wasn't in the fridge, what we would do is file a bug report with the lady at the front desk. So, it was huh. like maybe the second week or so there, I'm like, hmm, you know what would be good? Dr. Pepper. So, I filed a bug with the front desk lady saying, uh, there is no Dr. Pepper in the fridge. <laughs> Please correct. <laughs> So, um, but, um, apparently when companies stop doing that, you know, giving out free soda, uh, it's a bad time, uh, you know, like a thing of, you know, how should I say, a harbinger of bad things, um, because, you know, like they often do this to implement cost cutting measures, you know, in that, you know, a new chief financial officer comes in and realizes, you know, we're spending $50,000 on free soda uh, for, you know, 1,000 employees, 
you know, we can cut costs and give ourselves $100,000 bonuses because we saved the company $50,000. Hold on. So they save 50000 and they give each other $100,000 bonuses? Yeah, it all makes sense. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, this is uh, uh, rather damaging to company culture in sure. that, you know, even though this, you know, startup is no longer a startup and it has a lot of people in it, that, you know, uh, company culture is, you know, very important in that, uh, you know, if you cut, cut off your uh, brightest engineer's river of pop, he'll suddenly notice that this is not the place that he signed up for and will start looking around for other places which can provide him with free pop. Correct. Because, well, this, this kind of goes with Google's philosophy if you want to keep your employers, keep them well fed, so they stay in office all the time. I mean, employees, not employers. I'm sorry, my bad. I've just <laughs> been off today. Yes, you are employees. For, you are forgiven. Thank you. So, um, and I believe that uh, there is a thread on Hacker News about this. Um, that's. Let's see, it was like some building on Microsoft campus or something that, uh, like, I'm not sure what happened, but there were changes to the free soda policy because someone was actually bringing in, uh, luggage, you know, like empty bags of luggage and filling them up with pop and wheeling them out. That 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 I can see that when when I did my intern company, they had a soda machine like um, fountain, but like what you see at restaurants. So yep. it's like hardly anything, and well, everybody had like these seventy-two ounces jugs, <laughs> and one guy had a gallon jug that he would fill up every day. Right, but. It's really, really cheap. $30 yeah. for a week or two. Yeah, and uh, they noticed this because, like, the people refilling them noticed that they had to refill, like, four commercial size refrigerators worth of pop. Like, they had to, like, refill it, like, four times in a week. So, wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, you know, if you institute policies like this, you know, it's like you can go ahead and have as much as you want. You can take home as many as you want, but they have to be in your arms. You can't, you know, like I, 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 I wouldn't even allow them to take it home. What if you're working from home? Well, sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah, you know, but if you're having a weekend party, you know, buy your own pop. It's really cheap. Correct. So, but yeah. So, yeah, you can go ahead and enjoy the free stuff. Just don't be an asshole and, and ruin it for everybody else. Well, there's like I found this saying somewhere that you know if. You know, look around and identify the asshole. 
and if you can't find the asshole, chances are it's you. Stop being an asshole. You know, that kind of goes along with, um, kind, kind, kind of, like, psychological, to, well, what, what, one out of every three people is psychologically damaged. Look at two of your friends. If they're not, you're, you're it. <laughs> well, this Ted Nelson has posted one-liner expressions on, so. on like, on different stuff. Yeah, so... Purpose of a computer is human freedom. No one's life has yet been simplified by a computer. However, plenty of people's work has been simplified by a computer. I wouldn't say that that much. But uh, the best quote I is, uh, like, right here on the first page or so. Um, Why are video games so much better designed than office software? It's because people who design video games love to play video games. People who design office software love to do something else. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of reminded me of another quote I heard. Train stop at train, train stop at train stop, bus stops at bus stop. Guess what happens at my work stop? Work, like, <laughs> Workstation. Ah, completely screwed it up. Yeah. Train stop at train station, bus stops at bus station. Guess what happens at my workstation? Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I think I put that quote on uh, on when Ian was on here. But, uh, Possibly. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Ted Nelson is uh, like a, one of those really old guys that, you know, has a lot of ideas. And uh, like back in 1960, he had an idea for something called Project Xanadu. And um, like he was working on it and had a lot of good ideas. But it wasn't until after the web was invented and was a thing that everyone realized that the web was sort of like Xanadu light. You know, it had some of the ideas but didn't have all of them. Mm. I, I just read this one other quote. If houses were built the way software is built, the first woodpecker would bring down civilization. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's just classic. So, uh, Ted Nelson was, uh, you know, like the guy behind Project Xanadu. But mm. I'm not exactly sure if it's still being actively developed or not. So, anyway, Ted goes on, and, uh, you know, like the huge, silly controversy, Macintosh versus PC. You know, he sees almost no differences between the two. Macintosh interaction is better tuned, but it's the same conceptual structure, user interface, with an ordinary hierarchical directories, which are now called folders. Calling a directory a folder doesn't change its nature any more than calling a prison guard a counselor. <laughs> Zimbardo's prison experiments showed that prison guard behavior is structural, as are the effects of hierarchical directories. So, um, let's see, he goes over the lies, the myths, the evils, and the misunderstandings. And... Perhaps the best thing 
is uh, cyber means I do not know what I am talking about. So, uh, like, he goes over, you know, like, cyber is from the Greek root for steersman, uh, cyberneticos. Uh, Norbert Winnier coined the term for anything which used feedback to control things in the way that you continually steer left or right to correct the direction of a bicycle or car. So cybernetics usually refers to control linkages, the way things are uh, connected to control things. But because he was writing in the mid-1940s when all of this was new, uh, Weiner believed that computers would be principally used to control linkages, uh, which is, of course, one area of their use. But the term caused hopeless confusion, and it was used by the uninformed to refer to every area of computing. And people would coin silly words beginning with cyber to expand upon ideas that they do not understand. Words like cyberware, cyberculture, cyberlife hardly mean anything. In general, then, the words beginning with cyber means either I do not know what I am talking about or I am trying to fool and confuse you. Like cybersecurity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? Uh, another note, he wrote all this in 1999. So, and it's, you know, amazing how all, you know, pretty much all of these are still true. Yep. Um, he says, the myth of technology. A frying pan is a technology. <laughs> all human artifacts are technology, but beware of anybody who uses this term, like maturity, reality, progress. The word technology has an agenda for your behavior. Usually what is being referred to as such is something that somebody once used to submit to. Technology often implicitly refers to something that you are expected to turn over to the guys who understand it. <laughs> I always love the new and improved. <laughs> yeah, that's an oxymoron right there. Yep. I mean, if it's new, it means that there was nothing before it. it but if something is improved, it means that there was something before that was improved upon. Correct. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I yeah they just add fancy words to make things well confuse the as you were saying. I attempt. I want to hope to confuse you. Uh, let's see, A and T created Microsoft by charging twenty five thousand dollars for Unix. If they charged fifty dollars instead, Unix would be the world standard. And, also, I would know what the hell Unix was in the 90s. Um, Interesting. Uh, people ask me, Ted, what's the difference between word processing and desktop publishing? How the hell should I know? These are marketing terms, referring to packages set up for reasons that have nothing to do with conceptual sense or the user's good. <laughs> so, and he also has this... Uh, rather disdain for directories. Um, so, you know, for reasons that he doesn't really fully explain, but apparently his ideal way of organizing information is, you know, by associating things with other things. Um, he claims that this is... What's that? 
kind of like tags. Yeah. Um, you know, the, he claims that this is more the way that humans naturally organize information. So, and it's only recently that uh, file system file systems uh, have been able to do this. Unfortunately, they haven't really, you know, uh, you know, taken off really. Uh, for instance, I recall this one thing from uh, Microsoft was working on. I think it was like called WinFS or something. Uh, that essentially added a lot of tags to files, and I, I thought that was standard in Windows Seven. You could add tags. Well, I might be thinking of pictures. I think you might be able to do that to pictures. Um, I'm pretty sure you can do it with pictures. But in practice, I've never really done that. Same here. I was just stuck in my folders. Yeah. Which, which I assume you could just take the folder and create a tag for it. But then where are you going to store everything? Yeah. So, you know, like the... Excuse me. The folder itself essentially becomes a tag. Correct. Though I could see that if you have multiple, like funny Andrew, funny cat, funny Bailey, funny... <laughs> so. Then they could all go under a folder... I'm just kidding. So, hey, we got some feedback from Ryan. Woohoo! And uh, he asks, where do you shop, or excuse me, where do you show for groceries where you live? We have Target, Rainbow, Cub, and maybe even Walmart. Well, I live across the freeway from a Giant Eagle, uh, which is the uh, local uh, grocery store chain in Pittsburgh. Uh, further up the freeway, there's a Walmart, and even a little further, a Kmart. Uh, there is a Target around here, but it doesn't carry what I'd call groceries. Mm. And I, just right down the street, is a Kroger. Then across that street is a Walmart, which is located right next to a Sam's Club. And in between there, there's a giant mall and just about any restaurant you could think of. Right, and uh, Kroger is the uh, uh, grocery store of Ohio. It's actually Kroger. I would say it's the grocery store of almost the eastern mid, the the tri states, if you will. Well, I've been down in South Carolina, and they have uh, Krogers. Well, I haven't. I have only been to the tri states, so that's yeah. all I can except speak for. except for Pennsylvania. Apparently, there's different stores and restaurants in Pennsylvania than anywhere else. Well, it's Pennsylvania. I mean, you you remember Skyline Chili? Yeah. There is no Skyline Chili in the state of Pennsylvania. You know, I have not seen a single Skyline Chili out in Indiana, Ohio, or... No, wait, I have seen Ohio. some... Ohio. Scratch that. Indiana or Kentucky, I have not seen a single Skyline Chili. In fact... 
just about two months ago, we got our first Chipotle. Really? So I no longer have to drive two hours to get a Chipotle burrito. Um, well, that's weird, because on Thursdays, I would drive past three Chipotle. Yeah, we just got our first about two months ago. Huh. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, Greater Louisville area. There's like four of them around there. Chipotle's? No, Skylines. I have not seen a single one. And I've been up and down almost every other street. Oh well, going on, Ryan says, I haven't looked, but there are different basically... But the difference basically the clock speed and the memory types between the Xbox One and PS4. I assume this is from Andrew. Seems like I have not rumored specs for Xbox One to make a good comparison. Yep. So, um, I've, you know, according to Wikipedia, I think that, uh, the GPU seems to be about three quarters as powerful, um, but it also has like a thing. It's called an eDRAM cache, which is like an extended level three cache that's right on the CPU. And that's good because it kind of speeds up memory access and frame buffer access. So the uh, speed hit to going out to the big memory isn't as bad. Interesting. So, he says, Backwards comparability is a major feature early in a console's lifetime. Uh, most people think that it because it still takes a disc, you can just play it like a DVD. And what'd you do that for? Because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Your control, your undo does not do undo my work, it undoes your work. Ah, stupid <laughs> Google Docs. Anyways, uh, until recently, you could buy a PS2 for $100 at Walmart. And, well, it must have been a long time ago because PS2 stopped being ship shipped in Japan last December, and that was the last place it was being sold. So, uh, Ryan says, I'm surprised that someone didn't yell during the event, Xbox off. And I believe we had discussed that. Yep. Uh, Ryan says, so the Wii U is a last-gen console, the Xbox One is a next-gen console, but it isn't for gaming, and the PS4, dot, 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 question mark. And I gotta say that that is incorrect. Apparently, the Wii U is the same generation as the Xbox One and PS4. Uh, the Wii, the first one, uh, is last <laughs> gen uh, with a 360 and PS3. Correct. Uh, uh, Ryan says, what about the PlayStation? I don't think it had a number either, but I could be wrong. I don't have one. But when the PS2 came out, they did start referring to the PlayStation as the PS1. I think Xbox and in parentheses 1, to Xbox 360, to Xbox One. Look, literally a full circle and basically infinity. 
Yeah, PlayStation did not have a number one, but it was commonly referred to as PlayStation 1. That is correct. And I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, after the PS2 came out, that they actually started, you know, labeling it as PS1. No, they never went to labeling it as, well, like, I, like I've, I've never seen a PlayStation label PS1. Uh, it was always just PlayStation. I'm pretty sure I did see PS1. Now, now the PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 2 was always compatible with PlayStation 1. There. That, that was there. Yeah, it's sort of like a rounded version of the PlayStation. Like, I, I remember seeing these in places. I have never seen one of these before. So, huh. anyways, um, he's uh, Ryan says that I'm glad they're stopping with the points. I like dollars. Uh, same for everyone else. Points? What point? Oh, the Microsoft points. points. Um, at least at a Target, the buns and hot dog counts are now the same. Uh, Ryan says that S3 isn't great for distributing content, it's for storage. If you want distribution, you should use CloudFront, which will cache S3 objects around different regions of the world. So, uh, Ryan also says that jQuery is neat, but one of my problems is how to loosely couple data and the UI slash DOM of a widget. But I'm really just whining here. Um... Uh, thanks for admitting it. I haven't really worked with it enough to, you know, actually have that be an be an issue or even notice it really. Um, so Ryan says if the average is ten percent reduction, uh, speaking of uh, Zopfly with PNGs, uh, that's fairly decent on large images like our show's album art. Is there only a terminal utility? And right now. I've only seen terminal utilities, and I'll keep my eyes open if I see anything different. So, and I now did. from Ian, music so, or buckface? Uh, buckface. So, but before we do that, I did post my blog post about Zopfly. Oh, great! Another blog post from the Andrew Bailey. <laughs> Article number ninety-seven. Really? Yep. What are you going to do for number 100? This is 100. Pretty much. Let me give you a summary of all (laughs) my previous blog posts. So maybe ones I look on the most fondly. And the most horrible. (laughs) You know, top five, bottom five. (laughs) Maybe. Top 10%, lower 10%. (laughs) Uh, So Buckface... Uh, wants to tell Chris that racism is one of the many things that Bioshock Infinite was making a point about. The game itself was not racist, but it had plenty of racist characters in it. Would you say that To Kill a Mockingbird was a racist book? Yes. So, and all I gotta say is I don't watch TV, so I don't have any idea of what you're talking about. What, what, what do you mean? I don't watch TV, so I don't know what you're talking about. Bioshock Infinity? Yep, that too. It's a game. I don't care, I don't watch TV. To Kill a Mockingbird is a book. 
I where's don't care. The, where, where's the TV come in? It's the universal <laughs> excuse. Ah, the universe. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, Ian says that I get on his butt about uh, the innuendo show being NSFW, but the one time I'm listening to CS around my mom, and he goes, retard. Good job. <laughs> so, uh, you know that 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 that's kind of like the um, old joke. You 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 you're watching a movie and your parents walk in on the one thirty second scene of a sex or something. Mm-hmm. Always happens. Yep, never if, fails. If if it were to happen, that's when it would. Yep. Uh, um, just to be clear, I'm using the Christopher Titus definition of retard as given in voice in my head. And that is, people who've lost their legs run faster than many people who do have their legs. And the smartest man in the world is in a wheelchair. That's not retarded. Uh, however, someone who has all their facilities in the, and who have destroyed their lives with drugs and live in the underpass eating the moss, that's retarded. Indeed. So, um... I'm not sure what this next part is. Um, it was, uh, pretty much a month ago that, uh, the 8-bit episode had something about a Digimon game, and it was essentially a poop simulator. Um, if that game had broken glass in it, it would pretty much be an accurate description of my childhood. A poop generator? Yeah. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and find that uh, episode for you. Sounds good. So, maybe yet. So he says that maybe a divorce would take away the achievement for marriage. I hear Xbox One will have dynamic achievements that change over the time, or some such fiddle-faddle. Oh, God, no. <laughs> so... Uh, if you would like to submit uh, some delicious feedback to us, uh, you can do so doing by clicking on contact on the nexus.tv. So, and uh, hi mom. I always remember you. Uh, you know, whenever I was six and the family would go out for walks, that you know, whenever kids would one, you know, kids wander away from their parents. So, mom would always, you know, yell at me, don't step in the dog poop, watch out for the glass. <laughs> so. Oh, so you're just barely explaining that. Yes. <laughs> so, and. Oh, well, today is International Back of Awareness Day, as every day is International Back of Awareness Day, so back up your stuff. Indeed. So, I've been, uh, you know, rearranging some of my music and some of my junk. And, of course, I back it up when I'm done. Good. So, you say you're going to work tomorrow? Or, nope, I'm going going to to the the zoo. zoo. And then you're going back to work. You know, I can almost skip Thursday and Friday and nobody even noticed. (laughs) Just a possible thought. So, but... I mean, I I could go back to work and get in the mood two days, and then go on the then go on the weekend, and then get going, rather than just going back to work on Monday. And ah, uh, come on! 
Oh. All right. So. Um, Sounds good. Yep. So have a good one. You too. Adios.